It's your boy D. We're back for another episode of A Brother's Guide Next. And of course, I'm always joined by my partner in crime. What's going on, Quab? What's up, D? Man, we got we got a couple of our homies on the pod today. I'm really excited about this episode. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, uh, I guess, you know, these are reoccurring uh, guests we've had. And obviously, uh, you know, homies of ours got to welcome in uh, Eagle and Anish. What's going on, y'all? What's going on, guys? Hey, guys. Good to be here. Yeah, definitely, definitely, definitely. Yeah, it's good to catch up with y'all. We haven't had y'all on the pod in a while. Now, first, I'm going to start off with Eagle. So, me, Eagle, and Quab have a foodie group <laughs> chat in Instagram. Um, it is actually one of the best things ever. Like, sometimes when I'm down, I I have to look at those posts that we post about, you. about, you. <laughs> yeah, about food. Um, the latest one, I think, <laughs> so me and Quab were talking about this, and the ego. I'm sure you saw the post was when the dude said the barbecue was so good he got stabbed there. Can you please that was comment amazing. on that? Can you please comment on that? It's one of the best Yelp reviews ever. It's basically the guy says, "I got stabbed here, but I'd come back." <laughs> right, right. Food is good. That Yo, it said, it be- said, okay. This is the review. It says, "I got stabbed here." The food was fresh and the drinks were tasty, but I got stabbed here. I would consider going back. That's the greatest review of all time. Yo, that food must be fire, though. Has to be. I mean, how good does a restaurant have to be for you to get stabbed and then decide, okay, I'm actually going to come back here. So, yo, you and, yo, Eagle, you and your brother have to go to that place. Let me know how it is. I know you're probably running from your life after you order your food, but you have to, you have to get that review when y'all, I have to. I got to be honest that that foodie, uh, um, you know, thread that we have going, it it like sometimes I'll be at work and I'll just look at it. And you'll send me something and I'll be like, whoa. And then my brother will be like, would you what is going on? And I'll say, oh, no, no, no. Darian just sent me a burger that's covered in barbecue sauce. That's <laughs> deep fried. And he tells me he's like, OK, you guys are just what is going on with that? <laughs> OK, well, one time one time there was a pizza and it was like on fire. Like, yeah, literally like flames on it. I'm like, well, Wait, you, well, why aren't you getting that? Aren't you getting burned? Yeah, yeah, Darian made a good point. It's like anytime you have to sign a waiver, I'm not eating that. Yeah, nah. Yeah, I don't know what you're so here's the thing with me, Eagle, with food. Like, I don't know what their thing is. So I'm good, like, if I'm not eating anything where I have to sign a waiver, and I'm also like, I'm like, you know, when it comes to like quantity of food, like I'm good. I'm not eating two pounds of food. Like, right. I'll try something hot, but and it obviously if if it's no waiver, but this whole when you see the like, you know, these two eating two pounds of food challenge i'm good like it's not gonna happen you know what i mean yeah i I mean what's that place in vegas that is like the heart attack grill (laughs) yeah yeah yeah, exactly yeah if you weigh if you weigh over 300 pounds you eat for free and they cook everything in lard yeah they cook everything in lard and then i think they have like nurses walking around (laughs) yeah it's just in case you like pass out or have to go to the hospital (laughs) That's okay. If there's a place that has nurses on site, <laughs> then I'm not. I'm not going there. Exactly. Anise, would you go? Would you be down to go to Heart Attack Grill? We go in there in May. Uh, yeah, I'm there. I'm going wherever you guys are. <laughs> Quab, well, I would Anish, be. Man, um... What's going on? I know Anise, you moved to Nashville, and I, I've heard it's, it has a really good food scene. Tell, tell us about the food scene in in Nashville. Oh man, you guys want to have heart attacks? You know, there's. There's definitely Nashville's definitely good for that. Everything's fried, everything's heavy. Uh, I think you guys should have some hot chicken. I want to see how hot how hot you guys can try. Oh yeah, the Nashville oh, hot chicken. Yeah, that's like a that's up. like a, a a real famous like classic because I I've seen 
even in other states, they try to replicate it. Like, well, first of all, I know y'all gonna get on me, and I never had it, but KFC tried to have the Nashville chicken. I'm not a KFC guy. I've never tried it, but I like I know KFC tried to do the whole Nashville hot chicken thing. I'm sure I'm sure KFC. it was not fire at all. Uh, no comment on Nashville's uh, uh, KFC's Nashville hot chicken. So, funny, funny story about Nashville hot chicken. So my my cousin came to town, and he he's an adventurous guy. Likes to try everything. So he went to um, he went to a hot chicken place. And they've got a, a heat level, their highest heat level, which is shut the cluck up. And <laughs> shut the cluck he, up. He, he decided to get one tender of the highest heat level Wait, for natural hot tender? chicken. Why do you get one tender? Are they like really big? Uh yeah, it's like a it's like a chicken tender, like a, yeah, like a tender, like a chicken tender. And oh. the the guy after he brought it out was like, saw him take a bite and was like, you want some ice cream with that? And my my cousin was dying, so the the guy went back and brought a scoop of like three scoops of ice cream. For Ooh, him. Hopefully, it was vanilla. Can you imagine eating? <laughs> yeah, it was. Yeah, you think he's bringing chocolate ice cream? So he was Strawberry. eating. He was eating fried chicken with ice cream just to kill the heat. That's so let me ask you. Let me ask you, Anish. The the best places for the hot chicken are they like the hole in the wall like? Yeah, places where you, you it's kind of sketchy, or they like in a nice neighborhood. Uh, I, there are no nurses, and nobody's getting shot. Um, <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, there's a the hole in the walls. Oh, okay, I, that's but, what I figured. I yeah, figured. but but yeah, nobody's getting stabbed, so you you, you guys should be okay. <laughs> no, no doubt, no doubt. Why, well, right, fellas? It's good to catch up with y'all, get some laughs in. Now it's time to get to the nitty gritty. You know, the NFL talk. So, Eagle, we're going to start with you, man. Uh, me and Quad were thinking about this earlier. You know, you're a huge uh, Pats fan. Give us your state of the Pats. Is, is Mac Jones your, the QB of the future? How much longer do you think Bill Belichick's going to coach? Well, the state of the Pats, like this week's honestly been a pretty good week. I mean, they did the right <laughs> thing. They they hired uh, <laughs> they hired Bill O'Brien. Like, I, I think that was like, you know, all things considered, like, it was refreshing to see Belichick just do the right thing. You know, it was almost anti-Belichick because he could have easily been like, you know what? I'm running it back with Patricia. I don't really care what anyone thinks. Like, I think they're good. Yeah, Eagle, let me let me ask you about it before you explain it. Can you please explain why he t- turned a defensive coordinator into an offensive coordinator? Well, okay, so there was actually just a Boston Herald article that came out today that had like 20 anonymous players that said, it was the biggest mess. Like, (laughs) no, they were, they were apparently in training camp. Like they were players that were saying like, we have to teach the coaches. (laughs) No, it was the biggest mess. And that's kind of like, so it all ties into Mac Jones. Like, obviously like I'm pretty even keel on Mac Jones. Like I think most Patriots fans are kind of like, okay, good rookie year. Let's see what is coming next. But then you, you almost have to throw out last year. Like, I hate doing that for quarterbacks. Like, I feel like you should never throw out a season. But this coaching staff was so inept. Like, I was watching games, and they were like, do you know that they didn't even run a screen until, like, week seven? Wow. Mm. No, and then Matt Patricia was probably like, oh, yeah, no, I forgot that we can do that. Um, <laughs> he, he probably played a game of Madden. Was like, oh, they've got an HB screen in here, and like any you know guys like that were really res- you know well respected, like Dan Orlovsky and other people that break down film. Like every week, I was reading tweets from them where they would like post videos of the Pats' offense, and they were saying like, this, this doesn't even make sense. Like it doesn't. You have receivers running into each other. 
you have like <laughs> Max like ready to throw and the receivers are still like running downfield like no one's even turning for the ball oh, man. and like oh, wow. it just was it just was a complete mess so the the Bill O'Brien thing I do think like automatically they're in a better spot like that's like I'm glad that's settled like they got a real actual offensive coordinator like say what you want obviously Bill O'Brien's not like I'm not saying he's like an incredible coordinator but he's a good yeah he's fine he's a good he's coordinator solid. He's, he's coached, you know, he's, he's, he's at least coached on that side of the ball. Right. He's better than Matt Patricia. That's not even I mean, and, and, and honestly, Matt Patricia probably won't even be back in, in like at all. Like, which is pretty oh. crazy that, you know, he's not even, I don't even really think he's going to even have a, a role on the, on the team. Um, so, I mean, they do need to get, you know, state of the Patriots. I would say like, they have to, they have to get another weapon or two, um, you know, hundred percent O'Brien will definitely help, you know, at least like schematically they'll be better. And then we'll see, you know, this is a huge year for Mac Jones. Like, and it, and that's the other thing about the bill O'Brien hire. I liked is that at least we'll get an answer. Like now, if Mac Jones is, is, is good under bill O'Brien, you could say, okay, this is the guy. Like now we have the answer, but if, if Mac Jones sucks, then that's it. Like, they're, okay, maybe he's just not good. So now we'll have our answer. So what's your guys take? What do you what do you guys think is, is the state of the Pats? I'll let uh, Anish, you can go. I, I think the Pats are learning quickly what it's like to to not have a franchise quarterback. Like this is just they're kind of yeah, this is what it is, right? Like they're they can win six games, they can win ten games. I think they're they're just kind of in this the, what a lot of the NFL is at when you don't have a franchise quarterback. And if you look at the the quarterbacks that are playing right now, I mean, you know, Brock Purdy is a is an outlier, but like you look at Jalen Hurts, you look at um, Patrick Mahomes, Joe Burrow, Josh Allen last week. Like y- you need something special at quarterback. Now, Eagle, I don't I don't know if you can sit there and make a definitive answer on Mac Jones, but I think when Brady left, we all kind of said this is like the Pats, like thirty other teams or twenty five other teams, they're looking for their franchise quarterback, and if you don't have your franchise quarterback year to year it's really unpredictable it is and i'll say this i'm not i'm not predicting it but i don't think there's a zero percent chance that brady comes back wow so mm. i would say it's like a 10 to 15 percent chance and like is there like a little inside you have there and <laughs> no it's it's just like there's like guys that i follow there's guys that are on the radio that like i know are close with brady and they've had kind of a sense of that stuff and They've kind of said, like, it's not zero. And I I think it actually speaks to more, like, I don't think the Patriots are going to rule anything out. Like, I agree, Anish. Like, I don't think that Belichick is in love with Mac Jones. So if, you know, I don't, I'm another crazy thing. Like, I hate this player. I think he's a horrible quarterback. But Aaron Rodgers, if he becomes available, (laughs) horrible. I'd rather have Mac Jones. I'd rather have Bailey Zappi. But if, if Aaron Rodgers becomes available, maybe, maybe Belichick bites. I also think, like, I don't think this is really an upgrade, but, like, Derek Carr is another guy that's been mentioned. Like, I think that – I don't think Belichick would be adverse to, like, jumping at another quarterback. That's that's pretty much it, whether it's Brady or Rodgers or someone else. So, so you, we talk all the time about – you always look and you're like, oh, man, must be nice for the Packers to have Aaron Rodgers. And then they went to Brett Favre. And then we look at, um, you know, the Colts. They went from Peyton Manning to Andrew Luck. And then since – 
they're like, oh, well, like, I don't know what's going on. Like, the Dolphins still haven't had a franchise quarterback since Dan Barino. And yeah. I think you just get in the NFL, and if you don't have the franchise guy, it is just who the heck knows what's going to happen year to year. And I think the Pats are just in that. You know, they had Brady for 20 years, they had a golden run. But, like, they're searching. And when you're searching, it can be a really – as a fan, you're like, oh, I'm excited about 10 and 6. But, like, there could be some years where you're 6 and 10. And it just – it feels like this – in the NFL, there's this never-ending search for a franchise quarterback. And when you mm-hmm. have them, you have them for 10, 15 years. Otherwise, everybody's looking for that. You know, I think there's a lot of similarities with the Patriots and the Steelers. They're, they're, yeah. they're both going yeah. out of a mini-rebuild. But the, the thing is, they're such good organizations that when they're going through rebuilds, they're still very competitive. Like mm-hmm. the Steelers were nine and eight. The Patriots were eight and nine. The Patriots went eight and nine with Matt Patricia. No, and, and, and <laughs> right, that's, right. that's my this, point this about one, this is one of Belichick's best coaching jobs. Yeah, I, I agree. I it agree. was unbelievable. And the fact that, okay, they lost they lost to the Bengals on a on a like a last minute fumble at the five yard line. So that was one loss. They then lost to the Raiders on that crazy play. That's what it so, was. Insane plays I've ever seen them. That's yeah, insane crazy. play. They lost, so they're two. They're like two plays away from being a ten-win team with absolutely no offensive scheme. <laughs> right. <laughs> it, it's kind of insane. Like that's the thing is, you know, people. That's that is what bugs me about like, you know, I listen. I'm fine. People want to say the Patriots are not good anymore. That's whatever. But Belichick getting like the oh, he can't win without Brady. It's like, yeah, okay, he can't win without Brady. But, like, people are kind of missing what he has been doing. I mean, the guy won, like, nine games with Cam Newton. He won – I mean, he won eight games with zero offense. I mean, there is something to be said for what he can do taking, like, a really terrible situation. And you're at least respectable. Also, I don't understand when people say that because what head coach can win without a really good court? Like you need a quarterback. Yeah, right. look at yeah, look at um. Why don't we look at like uh Zach Taylor before um Burr? <laughs> Dude, he won like <laughs> year. He was winning like two games with the Bengals. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, so, so you know what? Me, every coach, I mean, every coach right. goes through it. Yeah. So here's the thing with me, Eagle. Like I, I'm, you know, me and Quabo talk about quarterbacks with Mac Jones. I just don't see the it factor. I don't see it. I don't know. I mean, you're, you're obviously you watch the games a lot closer than I do. I only watch them every once in a while when they're on like national television. But I'm just not seeing that it fact. And I have to say, I agree with a niche that you know it's. I feel like it's going to be unpredictable year to year because I do agree with all of you that Bill Belichick. I mean, yeah, he's pretty much making this train go. He's he's the one that's making it respectable, like for what he's doing. But I just don't think Mac Jones is the guy. I feel like eventually you guys may have to either draft another quarterback or, right, go into free agency or, or, or trade for somebody where you're giving up a lot of picks and you're like, yeah, here, look, we're going to give you all these first-round picks because we just need more, we just need a quarterback. So I just – I don't know, man. I don't – I just don't see it. Like, when I look at the eye test with Mac Jones, I just don't see it. But, Darian, is there anything to say as far as – the 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 what we've kind of talked about like the way the offense was structured this year like, yeah no no I they, agree with that I, I agree Matt Patricia made it made it a mess but I don't know man I feel like still you see you see flashes you see when a quarterback has that it like you know you were talking about the Steelers like let's let's take Pickett for instance like yeah the, obviously he had his ups and downs but Pickett I see some kind of it factor I see if you get him weapons or I see when he gets you know maybe two three years down the road I see it I see him becoming like a top 10 quarterback. I don't see that with Mac Jones. I just... Well, yeah, I mean, all due respect, Diddy, like not to be a Mac Jones defender, but like go back and look at his rookie stats. 
Like, yeah, he had a good. I mean, he had a good year compared. I mean, as Ken, you know, Kenny Pickett has had his had his struggles for sure. I mean, and 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 then go back and look at the the, the playoff game against the Bills, the, the the game they got killed in. He was probably the best the part of the game. In fact, a lot of people were coming out of that game saying, "Wow, at least Mac Jones showed up. He actually was pretty good in that game." So, I think. I think that we need that third year. I think, we, and, and maybe we don't get it. Maybe they trade for someone, but I think this would be the year where we get the definitive answer is that third year. And if he doesn't take a jump, then that's it. And he's not good. Then right. That's, but that's what I was about to ask you. So you're saying basically, right, give him the third year. If he doesn't take the jump, well, you don't see it kind of like, let's just say he had a season like this that he had this, you know, just this past season. And it's, it's okay. You're right. Then you're saying, okay, then go get another quarterback. Oh, hundred percent. I think this is a season. There's no way they would they would then move on. Uh, now they they won't be bad enough to draft one, so they'll have to. They will right, have to right, right. But you don't want to do. Here's the thing: you don't want to do what the Giants are doing with with Daniel Jones, where they're like <laughs> no. forced to to keep a guy and, and pay him. Like I just don't. I don't think the Patriots want to do that, and I don't see them doing that. I don't see them saying, "Okay, well, we have no other choice." He's okay, so we'll just pay him. I, I don't see that. but No, actually, 100%. And I, I think mean, that's what the Giants are doing with Daniel Jones, which is, I mean, good luck with that. I mean, you know, whatever. But, yeah, I just I just don't see the, the, the like you said, the Pats are a really good organization. I just don't see them doing that. And just real quick to what Eagle was saying about uh, Max rookie year, you know, he almost a 68% completion percentage, 22 touchdowns. And, you know, he had a, he had a good rookie year. Um, and so I, I agree. I think year three is the key because you get kind of an outlier year where, all right, you know, maybe he just had a down year. I mean, Matt Patricia was his coordinator. So if you get a real coordinator in there year three to see what he can really do. And look, like it, it, it's important to see that it, but, but sometimes, I don't know, there are certain quarterbacks that have an it that still don't win anything. I always thought Phillip Rivers had an it. What the hell? Did oh, he- gosh. Quad, please don't go to Phillip Rivers. Oh. <laughs> Hey, Philip Rivers. You know who doesn't have an it is Aaron Rodgers. So I don't. I also don't. Here's the problem in the AFC. I don't want to confuse that Kenny Pickett is a standard. Like I don't even know if Kenny Pickett has the it. There are a lot of things I liked about. I liked. There are a lot of things I liked about Kenny Pickett. Equivalent. There are probably a lot of things I liked about Mac Jones too. They're probably around the same right now. The problem in the AFC is. If you look at the AFC quarterbacks versus the NFC quarterback, like the Gulf of Mexico, like separates or the Atlantic Ocean <laughs> separates the AFC quarterbacks or the NFC. And that's the problem. You know, we, we talked 10, 15 years ago about, dang, like Peyton Manning, Tom Brady, Ben Roethlisberger have a stranglehold over the AFC yeah, and time. everybody else in the AFC was so irrelevant. You know what? We're kind of heading there right now where if you're anybody besides the Bengals, the Bills, the Chiefs, heck, I'll even throw the Chargers. I, I know Brandon Staley is something, but even Trevor Lawrence, he's a first round pick. He's finally. Yeah, I was going to say Trevor Lawrence, yeah. Man, if you're any of the other, I don't know how many, 11 teams in the AFC with like Mac Jones or Kenny Pickett or, um, I mean, Deshaun Watson, but it's, it's tough sledding right now. And. I agree with Eagle. Like you probably have to make this call next year in a few games. If it's not Mac Jones, you've got to be aggressive because man, these other quarterbacks in the AFC, like you're not going to go into KC and win with Kenny Pickett. Like it's going to take a lot. Yeah. Yeah. And that's why I, that's why I don't rule the Brady thing out that like, let's say Brady says to himself, you know what? I'm divorced. Like my life sucks. (laughs) I want to (laughs) just, I want to just go home. I just want to where I know that I'm loved and 
I know that I can like finish out strong. And if, if Kraft wants them, like Belichick might just say, you know what? This is my best shot at another title. Yeah, I, I would be surprised by that. I, I, yeah, I would be surprised by it too. I don't think it will happen. Yeah, I think, the not meant... move, I think the Raiders move actually makes a lot of sense. Yeah, the Raiders makes a lot of sense. What's funny though is that there was um there was a report this week that Brady and Josh actually McDaniel's d- didn't have as close of a relationship as people thought. It was actually Bill, oh. Brady and Bill O'Brien mm. that that's why um Tampa was actually trying to hire Bill O'Brien because they thought it would get Brady to stay. Um, so uh, who knows if that really means anything, but yeah, I mean, the Raiders make a lot of sense. That would be, that would be intriguing for sure. I'm not a Josh McDaniels guy at all. I, I, I mean, I actually, I mean, I don't know. I I mean, I don't really care about Brady, but I mean, like I, I keep saying to myself, I don't know if that's the right move for him, you know, in the, in the long run. I mean, obviously I don't know how much longer he plans on playing, whether it's just one more year, two more years, but I'm not a Josh McDaniels guy, not as a head coach. I think he's a good coordinator, but. So, not as a head coach, so not to uh, not to hijack your show, but like if what I'll ask the group, who where should Brady go? Well, I'm back gonna to, I'm gonna back actually, to Giselle. Back let, to Giselle. Me, let me no, don't funny, do don't do that. I was, I'm gonna ask Anish about his 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 team, so that's actually something I'm gonna bring up. So okay, it's a great segue. So Anish, uh, you know, obviously, look, the big question is is Brock Purdy the future 49ers starting quarterback, and what do you what do you do with Trey Lance and Jimmy G? Brock's look pretty good, huh? He's looked really good. I mean, yeah, I mean he wins he wins the NFC championship game. I think he's he's gonna make history. There's never we'll, a rookie starting the Super Bowl, right? Right. Yeah. I mean, we'll find out, right? It's you know, sometimes the success of the team will dictate the 49ers' hands. Mm-hmm. Um, I think Eagle it did that with Brady. Um, he did well. They won the Super Bowl and it dictated Bill Belichick's hands, the rest is history. You know, Bill right. Belichick in some ways. Had a hard, his, the hardest decision he made, he made this hard decision, but Bledsoe gets hurt, Brady comes in, and the decision was easy from there on. And You know, I, I think we'll find out the next week or one to three weeks on what the 49ers will do with Brock Purdy. Mm-hmm. I think the answer is not Jimmy G. I mean, we can already go there. Jimmy G is, is not the answer for saying But let me, not, no, not to cut you, let me ask you a question about that, because here's the thing, I, I, I always, it's funny when I talk to 49er fans, like y'all, y'all kind of, you know, I'm not, I'm not gonna use the curse word, but y'all, y'all kind of, you know, get on Jimmy G, you know, what I'm saying <laughs> dump on Jimmy G. But the man has taken you to NFC to, to a Super Bowl, has taken you to the NFC Conference Championships. I'm just not understanding what what the reasoning is why you guys don't like Jimmy G. What what is it? Not, I mean, to think about it, in that Super Bowl, he was a play away from winning it. So if he wins it, what are we still saying you don't want Jimmy G? I, I'm just trying to understand. Sure. I'll let Anissa, but I'm I'm out. I'll give my reason. <laughs> um, Diddy, if your eyes can't tell, if your eyes tell you Mac Jones isn't the answer, your eyes should also tell you Jimmy G is. Not <laughs> he's he's not. I think if you watch, um, the team has success because, I, I mean, Brock Purdy's having success. I mean, this guy's won eight or nine straight games. I I hate giving Kyle Shanahan all this credit because I think. For all this, for as quote unquote genius as he has, he's got a lot of really boneheaded things about him and his play calling and his end of game management we've seen with the Falcons and some of the 49ers games that are just like almost as bad as Brandon Staley. Um, but uh, Jimmy G is not the answer. No. Brock Purdy can play his way into the answer. The tough thing is they've given up so much draft capital and investment for Trey Lance. 
And somebody, the ego of John Lynch and Kyle Shanahan, even if Brock, they've got a tough decision because I think the ego in them will be like, we've got to prove ourselves right on this investment that we made in Trey Lance. But you know what? Maybe the right answer is Brock Purdy, even if he doesn't win this next game. If he plays well, they lose a close game. But I think the ego and whether Lynch and Shanahan can put their ego aside on Trey Lance will be one of the most fascinating things to see this offseason. Yeah, because here's the thing with Trey Lance, too. Like, I look, I know obviously it's unfair to kind of grade him or, or, or judge him because he only played like, you know, a few games. But I didn't see, I don't know, that's just me again. I didn't see that, oh, yeah, he can lead them to a Super Bowl. He can, you know, you know, uh, win a lot of playoff games. He can be, you know, a pretty good quarter. I didn't see it. I mean, I, I, I like – I think Brock Purdy is the, the guy. That's just me personally. But you're right. I mean, obviously, this week and if him, him going into the Super Bowl, if he can win, it will dictate a lot. But you're right. I, I think I, – I hope and pray that, you know, Lynch and, and, and Shanahan don't use their ego – to try to prove himself right and just go with the guy who's maybe the best out of the three. Yeah, I don't, I don't, real quick, I don't think that's fair to say about Lance that you don't see it. He's, he's, what has he started two games? Well, Quab, the problem is he started maybe three games in four years of competitive football. Like, it's There's just nothing hard to, to just see. Pick up, yeah, you're kind of picking up football after five years off. No, I understand that, but I, I don't, I, I can't say anything. I can't say <laughs> isn't like, I can't say like, oh man, he looks good or oh, he looks awful. Like, I just still don't know. I feel like his career hasn't even started yet. It, it's it's almost like it's almost like how Embiid didn't play for like his first two three years. It's like I don't know. Like maybe he is good. Like wh- why are we why are we all thinking he's just gonna be awful? Like what is he twenty two? Like he might <laughs> be in a great quarterback. We don't. Here's the here's the interesting thing. Here's the interesting thing about where the 49ers are, is that. I don't actually know if Jimmy G is under contract. Um, he may not be under contract. He might be a free agent, and that's fine. Um, with Trey Lance, I still think they can recoup some value off of Trey Lance. I don't know if they're going to pick up like three first round picks or whatever they paid for him, but they could sit there and some team could take take a chance on Trey Lance's upside. They could recoup some value. Brock Purdy has three years left of making legitimately zero money in the yeah. NFL. And if you take a look at their loaded roster today, it's not going anywhere if Brock Purdy is going to be their quarterback for three years because they can pay Nick Bosa and Fred Warner and Hafunga and Debo Samuel and CMC. And those contracts don't really matter for two to three years because Brock Purdy's making nothing. And if Brock Purdy can do, you know who Kyle Shanahan liked in that draft? He liked Mac Jones. Yeah, he, well, he was going to pick him. He was going to pick Mac Jones, not because he probably thought Mac Jones was special, because, but because he thought Mac Jones could conduct his offense the same way Jimmy G has conducted his offense, the same way Brock Purdy, not because they've got sheer talent, but because of their ability to like read defenses, pick it up. And I think if they go with Brock Purdy for two to three years, you will see them have this loaded roster around him and really... Brock Purdy's just making – he's like the orchestra conductor. He's making CMC and Debo and Kittle, and he's got a great offensive line. He's Ayuk. He's making these guys just work. And they're doing a lot of that. Short throws to the left, screen passes to the middle, short throws to the right. And all he's got to do is make these 5 to 10 or wide open throws. And if, if that's what you're asking for, making who knows how much money, I don't know. The Niners have a window here. Yeah. All right, so getting getting back to this kind of like what Eagle was saying. Now, now here's the thing. I, I, you know, Eagle was talking about, you know, where else would Brady go? Would you 
you know, obviously Brady's from that area. He's, you know, he's a hometown boy. Would you be good with if they went after Brady? Can I, is it, is it, is it an unpopular opinion to say maybe Brady's skill set is declining? I mean, he's 45. Yeah, he's 45. Yeah, no, yeah, no, that's, that's fair. That's fair. No, I think it is declining. I think he's yeah. about 80. I think he's 70 to 80% of what he was. And yeah. if he's 70 to 80%, like, yeah. Why not just roll with Brock Purdy, who you know can win a lot of games and cost you nothing, instead of paying Brady twenty to twenty five million? Like I don't know what he's I don't. Cost. I don't think Kyle Shanahan wants him. Like what? Kyle, he doesn't really fit the Shanahan offense. Doesn't Shanahan? Shanahan just feels like a guy who wants to. <laughs> he wants to like prove he can win with anybody. I mean, he's winning with a third string quarterback right now. Yeah, exactly. Well, exactly. that that's and, he, and, he, is... and he's one with the guy that you guys don't like in Jimmy G. So, <laughs> well, Darian, well, and you, Darian, you you claim to have a way, and you, you're pretty consistent. You you've been pretty spot on with a lot of guys. You have a pretty good eye for quarterbacks. Like, what do you see in Jimmy G that you're like, oh yeah? Like, I watch him play, and I'm like, he's kind of holding them back. No, all, look, I'm not saying he's a top five, top ten quarterback, but I think he's serviceable. Like, dude, he got them to the Super Bowl. He's gotten them to NFC Championship game. game. He can, he can do that see, in the right situation. You know what I mean? And he's and he's proven it. he's done hey, it. Hey, listen, did you see that game against the Packers last year that they won? <laughs> it was terrible. They didn't. Yeah, he, he, he threw it, it like three awful. times. He was not. He was also not good. In the title game, yeah, I know he wasn't right. I'll give you that. Yeah, he was horrible in the title game. Yes, of course. Yeah, I'm saying he see serviceable is fine. Serviceable is Teddy Bridgewater. Serviceable are guys that are backups. No, I think he's better than Teddy Bridgewater. Like no, I don't see Teddy Bridgewater man. going and doing that. I'm like just, he, him and his example. Like why are we talking about Jimmy G? Like he's not. Is he a top eighteen quarterback right now? No, no. I'm taking Tua over Jimmy G. Jimmy Jimmy G turned Debo Samuel into a running back. That's how like. <laughs> That's how much Kyle Shanahan was like, well, shoot, we need ways to get yards. There, there are 20 quarterbacks I take over Jimmy G right now. 20. Maybe 20? I don't know. Maybe I'll say maybe maybe 15. <laughs> I don't know. Like, I don't know. Yeah, maybe. I don't think he's as bad as y'all saying he is. Like I, said, I, don't, I don't think. I like, I'm not, I got, like I said, I'm not saying he's a top 10 quarterback, but I think he's better than what you guys are saying. Like, I'm not going to, you know, get on a dude that, you know, has got to a Super Bowl and almost won it. You know what I mean? So, where, know, where do you think? Where do you think Diddy? Where do you? Where, uh, maybe the group. Where do you think Jimmy G goes? Who do you think picks him up? I'm actually curious about that because there could be teams like the Jets who are like, yeah, Jets. Yeah. I mean, I don't know if the Texans is a great situation because that's like a rebuild. But the Jets to me are a serviceable quarterback away from making the playoffs. They're not winning a chip, but. Dude, anything is better than Zach Taylor and the, the white guy. I mean, I mean, they were horrible. That white guy. That yeah, white guy. Yeah, I'm sorry. No, no pun intended. But no. yeah, you, it, I mean, their, their quarterback situation was absolutely awful. I'm sorry, Zach Wilson. He's absolutely horrible. You're telling so me if, Jimmy G's not better than those guys? If, if, the, if the Jets, if the Jets get Jimmy G, where like, are you like, oh yeah, that this team is is it a playoff contender? Yeah, they're a playoff contender because like, if we, here's the thing: the Jets D. <laughs> has the potential to be a top three defense. Like, obviously, I think the 49ers have the best defense, but you can argue that the Jets have a top three defense. Like, they just need a quarterback. They just need a guy that can get get the ball to their receivers. To get, they have they have talent. They have weapons. They have a running back. They had no quarterback. Dude, Zach Wilson was absolutely awful. You're not <laughs> up here and tell me that he I mean, is better than won. Jimmy G. It's no way. The Jets won seven games with pretty much nothing. Exactly. I want to see. Um, I was really hoping the Jets just hired an OC uh, today, Nathaniel Hackett, and I was really hoping that 
no, that guy is terrible. But Awful. I was really hoping that Matt Patricia would maybe get the job because I want to see Matt Patricia <laughs> with Zach Wilson. <laughs> I want to see. Wait, can we also? We should play like there should be like a game. Like, how many wins would you get with Matt Patricia? Like, Jimmy G's probably going <laughs> one in fifteen. I, I need Brock Purdy. Brock Purdy with Matt Patricia. Like, is it one in fifteen or zero <laughs> sixteen? I think. I, no, no joking. No joke. I actually think Zach Wilson might be the worst quarterback in football, including that. I think he's that bad. Am is I he as bad as Namath? Oh. <laughs> <laughs> I think oh he's a God. better rating. He, he's a better rating, Quab. Quab, this podcast is going to hit an all-time low if we debate Zach Wilson versus Nathan <laughs> yeah. Peterman. Right. Yeah, that's true. Yeah, yeah. We don't- all right, guys. I'm, now, this next question, I know me and Anisha are going to get into it, but I'm going to have Eagle go first because I think Eagle is like a partial, you know, guy on this. So who deserves more criticism this past week? Is it Dak Prescott or Josh Allen? Eagle, I'll let you go first. Oh, I think it's Josh Allen just because the thing is, is that I'm not saying I'm not like absolving Dak Prescott for uh, any blame. So that's that's right. no, that's, I'm not saying you be that's a separate they're thing. Like, they're but, absolutely killing him in the media. And it's like. No, no. No mention of getting of Josh Allen. It's like, wait a minute, this dude. There is mention of Josh Allen. He's getting destroyed too. No, Josh Allen. I feel like it's the you know, and maybe I'm I'm mixing up the Bills in general, you know. But I just feel like the Bills. This was their year. Like the start of the year, I I was going back to our group text and like we were saying the Bills were scary. Like they were like unstoppable i mean they were killing teams i mean Eagle, they won 13 games it's not like they didn't live up to any sport. no but it's just but but for them to end that way and for and and i read a stat that like um uh, josh allen had like the most turnovers this year of like any quarterback in like five Over- seasons turnovers. yeah like tons of turnovers fumbles interceptions i mean i just i feel like that it someone tweeted like it feels like the Bills this year are now further away from a title. Mm. Yeah, um, yeah, I, I think I saw yeah. that tweet. I saw that. Yeah, like yeah, last I year, it, it seemed like last year. You know, they they lost a heartbreaker in Kansas City. Like, okay, that's a classic. You know, the team's going to come back and finally break through. And now it's like, okay, well, you just got killed by the Bengals at home in, in your home. environment. In, in your environment at home. Like and they were, the, they they were the favorite too. They they were the favorite. That's why I'm to, like, and, I'm not and, understanding. You know, Anisha, you know, made the obvious point about the you know you know the rookie quarterback deal. Like, well, now if you're the Bills, like now Josh Allen's not on his rookie deal, and like, where do you really go from? How do you rebuild? They're over the cap. They have no picks. Like, they're in a little bit of an interesting spot. Right. Yeah. I I think for me, I would also go Josh Allen because. I think Josh Allen's a better quarterback than Dak. I don't think anybody on this on this. Yeah, I, I agree. Oh, of course. But I've I'm a huge Josh Allen guy. I think he has when when he's on. I think he can look like the the most you know explosive quarterback in the league. He has a huge arm. He has all the traits. Now he gets a little turnover happy, as we had mentioned. But yeah, I definitely think he deserves more blame than Dak because I, I think we. I mean, people think Dak is kind of a middle of the pack. You know, maybe in that 12, that 10 to 12 range ranking wise, whereas I think a lot of us would probably put Josh Allen as a top five quarterback right now. Therefore, if, if I if I have higher expectations of you and you fall flat on your face, I'm I'm going to criticize you more. So I, I would definitely say that Josh Allen deserves more blame. Anish? Eagle, I got a question for Eagle first. Eagle, what did you do at work today? Were you like scrolling back for like hours going back to our group text <laughs> <No>. messages from <laughs> September? No, no, no. You know what it was? I was um, 
I was actually going to, um, when the Bills lost uh, on Sunday, was great. I was thinking, I, I thought in my head, like, man, the Bills, like, I remember early in the year, like, Anish and Quab and I were, like, talking about how good, like, amazing they were. And I, <laughs> and I, and I just, I did a search for Bills in my phone. And sure enough, like, I found a lot of our texts, like, when they, like, opening night, when they, did, I think, what did they yeah, beat the Rams? I thought they were going to be a Super Bowl contender. Like, opening night, I was like, dog, they can win it all. Do they yeah, have like team games though? Like I said, like no, no, and Quap's right. Like we need to, you know, obviously, you know, they won 13 games. So I'm not yeah. gonna say like they had a bad year, but like I just feel like it was all set up for them this year. Like like Diggs is getting a year older, like he's kind of now like not happy. And they have really like Gabe Davis. Like I'm I kind of thought he was gonna be better than he was. Like, I don't yeah. is he that good? I, I don't really know, but you know, they, they need a little bit of a mini rebuild. They also don't run the ball. Like, yeah, that's what I was going to say, Quab. I was going to bring that up, too. They don't like, run the ball at all. Their like, biggest is Ken Dorsey. I don't think he's that good. No, no. It's he's, funny because like, he's not like, that good, yeah. but, like, he's also getting, like, head coaching interviews. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, busy, like, busy throwing, like, tantrums in the press box. Like, yo, what are you doing? <laughs> I know. So, uh, yeah, so I guess, okay, so I think Diddy expects me to say that. I mean, at the end of the day, Cobb, the – this is the Cowboys, right? This is the Cowboys under Dak Prescott. You know, they cool. They won. They won a wild card game. Everybody's really pumped about it. He played really well um, against a really bad Bucks team, and you know he they lost in the divisional game when the going gets tough. That's that's the Cowboys. Um, this has been going on for years and years and years, and they haven't been to an NFC title game since I was probably born. Um, <laughs> but the thing with it, it is at Allen. We've debated this a lot of what's worse losing a heartbreaking game or getting blown out as a fan i will still say i'd rather get blown out like don't waste my time but as 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 you're evaluating a quarterback you're at home in a your super bowl favorites your six point favorites at home and you i don't care if you're playing burrow i don't care who you're playing you guys got blown out at the crib listen real quick that, that is for Josh Allen, yeah. who we had a really fun debate about this, you know, Allen, Burrow, Mahomes, who you got. And before the game, after the game, listen, I'm still sticking with Josh Allen, but that's a bad look. It's a bad look getting blown out of the crib in a snow in a snow game. Exactly. Like, me, exactly. Come on. Let me interject exactly. real quick. And these, th- this is the reason why I think getting blown out is worse. Think about how the think about how the Bills ended their season last year when they had that in one of the greatest playoff games ever. Josh Allen was phenomenal. They lost with 14 seconds left in, in regulation. They ended up losing. Nobody criticized Josh Allen after that game. We're like, he was amazing. They still lost though. Now, well, game- are you talking, are you talking about like, would you as a player or are you talking about as, as a team? Because as a fan, as someone, I'm like, Oh, we got blown out the crib. Like maybe we weren't that good. You're right. I agree. Yeah, because I agree. When you when you get blown out, you start to question the other team's effort. Like they quit. No, but okay, so Quab, here's the thing though. I got I experienced last year. We lost by like seventy in Buffalo. <laughs> the game was over. The game was over in five minutes. So that compared to like the Patriots losing like a heartbreaker playoff game, like a, you know in Denver a few years ago or ever the Super Bowls we lost, like. That's not even comparable. I disagree because because the, at least no. But here's the thing. But quad. But the, the, the like Eagles kind of right though. Like they weren't expected to win that game anyway in in Buffalo. Like you guys weren't supposed to win. So like 
you guys getting blown out by 70, yeah, like, that's bad, but <laughs> you guys were on the road, and you weren't expected to win, so I didn't expect much. And and go, go ahead, Qua, before I get into who I like. Go ahead. No, no problem. It, it's I don't really think there's a right or a wrong here. I think it's just more of a preference of the fan. Like, for me, I like to see my team be competitive. Like, I want to be able to cheer throughout the game. Like, man, fourth quarter, like, oh, damn, we ended up losing on a game-winning field goal by the other team. But, like, we were in it. We, we, we There was effort. Like, dude, I don't want to sit around and watch a freaking 40 to 10 loss. It's terrible. Like, you're not yeah. – there's no <laughs> level of as, as a, There's nothing. There's, as a fan, I disagree. But, like, as a player, this was a bad look for Josh Allen. Yeah. It, was it, was bad. Bad. it was bad. You're at the crib, in the snow, Buffalo, DeMar Hanlon's there, everything that – all the emotion, Super Bowl favorites, and you went out, and they weren't competitive. Yeah. Now, before I, before I start, like, yeah, I, I agree with all of you. It's Josh Allen. But getting, getting to that, now, I agree, Eagle. Like, he's not absolved of any criticism. But let me just say this, like, with the Cowboys or whatever, with this, with this game – they were playing the number one defense. They're on the road. They weren't favored. Like, I, I get that everybody wants to, you know, pile on Dak and he threw two picks. I get all that. That's fine. But if you're looking at the big picture, people are acting like in the media that they were supposed to, like, win this game. Like, they were supposed to go into San Fran and come out with a W because of how they played in Tampa. Right. They played a bad Tampa team. The 49ers were favored. They had the best defense in the league. So, when people come, you know, I get all these texts and comments. I'm like, okay, y'all acting like they were supposed to win that game. Like, they were favored. I get it. Like, Dak played bad. And yeah. I, I know everybody says, well, you know, he's not that dude because he, he hasn't taken that next step. But everything was against him in this game. Like, I mean, they – I'm not going to get into the whole travel thing. I know they talked about that all week. I'm not making an excuse. He played bad. But people need to really stop and, like, stop the pylon. Like, they – like, this is not – equal to Josh Allen. Like like Anisha, Josh Allen lost at the crib in, in a snow game in their environment when they're a Super Bowl favorite. Dallas is not a Super Bowl favorite. Let's, let's be clear. They were never a Super Bowl favorite all season. We thought they were, you know, a good team. They could win a playoff game. But nobody was like, yeah, the Cowboys are a Super Bowl favorite. No, nobody was saying that. So that's so, why I'm saying it's definitely Josh but, Allen. But I'm not absorbing Dak from any blame here. But, D, I think what people – just real quick. I think what people want to see from Dak is like, yo, man, like like just win that game for us where you're an underdog. You could win as an underdog too, D. That's okay. Like why can't we expect him to do that? that that's what Yeah, but what I'm – but okay, right. I, I get all that. But you act like there's a lot of quarterbacks. There's only the top tier that do that. And I think the pro- – like you said, Quab yourself, he's a 10 to 12 quarterback. Like he's not – I think people, because he's the Cowboys quarterback, want him to be this top five quarterback. Like, yeah, he's he's not top five. So I think people need to just r- realize that and say, okay, he is what he is. So when they're trying to pile on him, like, oh, we need to see him do an upset. A lot of quarterbacks don't do an upset. Only, like, the top quarterbacks do that. Maybe every once in a while you see a quarterback that's not supposed to do that, like, do it. But, I mean, they don't have – and it's not like, it, like those quarterbacks have a lot of playoff wins. Just like that, that's two and four in, in the playoffs. Like, he is what he is, but this whole notion to pile on him because they, yeah, you you want to see him beat a team like the Niners, who was just a bit. They are a better team. They were they had a better coach. They had a better defense. I mean, you could talk the quarterback play. I, yeah, I guess he's a better. You know, Dak's the better quarterback, so he should have won off that. But they had more. They had better weapons. They had better everything. So I'm I'm just not understanding why like this whole pile on. Like I said, I'm not absolving him from any criticism, but. The whole I, I, to me, what I've seen this whole week is more piling on him blame than Josh Allen, which is kind of ridiculous to me. But I, I, I think people are just seeing the light on Dak. Yeah, you know, yeah, like I mean, we're, we're finally coming around to you know, yeah, maybe Dak is just Kirk Cousins. 
I've been saying that. No, right. And like Diddy, you know, I don't think it's necessarily people piling on. <clears throat> I think that it's more so just like a missed opportunity. Like, like, damn, like that's kind of, that's kind of how I viewed Dak this weekend. Like, oh man, that, that's a missed opportunity. Like he could have taken that next step right, to, to being like a firm top 10 quarterback. If you win that type of game. Yeah. Yeah. And I get it, it. Cause like, you're right. Like he, he lost. Cause that's like a, I don't want to say it's a heartbreaking game, but right. It's a one possession game. They were in most of the game. They led in the game. So I, I get all that. Like they, they played their hearts. I like the defense played incredible. Like I can't get on anything about the defense. They, they played as best as they could in the situation because Dak didn't play well. Like, the offense didn't really come alive. But I just think that, again, like I said, this is my opinion. Like like I said, I, I watch a lot of the sports talk, and it just seemed like all week, and I'm not going to, you know, I'm not counting first take with the haters like, like <laughs> Stephen A and all that who hate the Cowboys. Like, like, yeah, I don't even – I'm not counting him. But even some of these other people that I, I like highly respected that are more neutral, it's like, wait a minute. Like, I, I yes, I did hear about Josh Allen, but I felt like I heard about Dak more. And I get he's, a, he's the Cowboys quarterback. It's the Cowboys. I get all that. But we got to keep it real here. Like, it's not even close who was more – who deserves more criticism or who was more disappointing. Yeah, Dak was disappointing. Yes, we want to see him take that next step. Okay, he didn't. He didn't win. He – again, he – every uh, he wasn't – they weren't the favorite. He was going against the number one defense. Like, he had everything against him. Josh Allen was at home at his crib in a snow game. And they were supposed to be a Super Bowl favorite. Yeah. To me, it's not close. But, Darian, my, real quick. Like, I, I don't get – the, the, the Cowboy fans confuse me because you know who one of the biggest criticizers of Dak was this season? You. You were. There were multiple texts we had between each other where I feel like I was defending him and you were saying like, yeah, the Cowboys got to look for another quarterback. But that's when he was throwing all the picks at the end of the season. Now, again, I don't know if that's because of – I'm not – you know, again, I'm not trying to make excuses for him because if he had like – you know, I know he was out for five games with the thumb and all that. I, I have no – I don't have no idea if that is to blame or whatever, but – he was throwing like he's okay. First of all, this is the most picks he's ever thrown in his career. He even out, I think he he threw more picks even in his rookie year. Like it's just like he took a step back, and I didn't, I wasn't really understanding getting what why that was happening. Again, I don't know if that's because of the thumb and it, it, he wasn't really right throwing the ball. I don't know. I'm not trying to again. I'm not trying to make excuses. I, I don't. I don't know. But he threw a rack of picks, so I had every right to be concerned. And I told you before the playoffs. Playoffs thought I was concerned, even in that watch of the game. Now, I'm glad they went into Tampa and won, and, you know, he looked great. That was probably the best game of his career, but I was already concerned then, so I feel like I had a right to be concerned. Doesn't Dak just feel like he goes as the talent around him goes, and if the talent around him is gone, he kind of, like, he's gone? Like, <laughs> like, Ty, like we talk about, like, oh, like, years ago, like, Tyron Smith got hurt. His offensive line is banged up. Oh, he didn't have any weapons and they needed to trade for Amari Cooper and then draft CD Lamb. And it's like, oh, Zeke got hurt and the running game struggled. Oh, the Niners game, Tony Pollard got hurt and they lost a weapon. And it's like, as his weapons go, so does Dak Prescott into the like, into the like, into the nights, like into the night. But like, if he has things around him, things look good. But that's not good enough if you're getting paid 40 to $45 million a year. Mm. I agree. That I agree with. Yes, I agree. I, I don't, yeah, I mean, the contract is not worth the how, especially how you played. Yeah, I mean, this this season and even in the playoff game, right, you you know, you're expected to do more with when you're getting paid that type of money. So that I will agree with. So what do they do? Do they move on? What, what? Well, they can't get off the contract till what? I think the end of the 20, I think it's a 24-25 season. I think he's 31 at that time. So, I mean, again, it's like, okay, if, I mean, look, I, I will say this. 
I'm going to give Mike McCarthy a little bit of credit because every year under him, they've, they've gotten better. Whoa. <laughs> I feel, whoa. No, but no, no, Eagle. Not, no, he, not I, even you know, his I know wife. I'm not a fan of him, but let's keep it real here. Every, every year, they've gotten better under him. Correct? Yeah, like, he's, he's, he's look at the record. No, he's look at, look at, look at yeah, the progress. Like his first year, obviously, Dak was hurt. They didn't miss, they didn't make, they didn't make the playoffs. Okay, we, we understand that. Second year, they obviously, you know, lost in the playoffs. Lost to the 49ers again. And then this year they get a playoff win and they lost to the 49ers in the second round. So there is some progress. Like, I can't get on Mike McCarthy for that. Like, they haven't proven he's already done a better job than uh, Garrett did in his whole eight years. It's it's amazing. It's amazing. We're sitting here and saying the Cowboys have made progress when they haven't been to an NFC title game in like 40 years. No, Diddy, you said they made progress and you said, well, year two, he lost in the playoffs. And then now year three, lost in the playoffs again (laughs) in the same round. It is no, 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 not in the same round. No, no, no. Remember, they lost. They were one and done last year. Oh, Oh, yeah. They were were one and done last year. And they pulled the payment back with 12, 12 win. Seasons with the Cowboys, like Garrett could even do that. Like, I, I look, look. I know a, pe- a lot of people are not Mike McCarthy fans, but and I and I get why because of his kind of his, his how he coaches in the game situations. But he's he like when I say he's improved the Cowboys, like from what they were with Jason Garrett. Yeah, he has. Like, no, he yeah. has. I just I, yeah, we have a better coach. Diddy, I know your feelings about Jerry Jones. <laughs> Yeah, that's where my blame lies. Oh, I'm sure. Yeah, I know that's where blame Wait, what did Jerry Jones do? He's put together the roster. What did he do? I don't, I I don't, I don't, for Jerry Jones' life, I don't know if I want to bring this But here's the thing. He doesn't doesn't do that thing where he comes on the field anymore. He's actually put together a a pretty good roster. Well, Quab, here's the thing. Jerry Jerry Jones made a bet this offseason, and he gave away Amari Cooper. And... That game did flip against the 49ers when Tony Pollard went out. They yeah. didn't have any weapons on the field, and everybody watching that game knew it. That's true. Yeah, yeah. No, Tony true. Pollard was their offense. I mean, but here's the thing, Quabby. You know what my what my grief is also with Jerry is like, okay, when we were winning Super Bowls, he was the guy to go get that missing piece, that guy in free agency, yeah. and overpay. Like we got Charles Haley, we got Deion Sanders. Like he pays these guys. He's all like, okay, I'm loyal to my players, but. He pays these guys that are not, like, Pro Bowl guys. Like, okay, with exception of, like, you know, when, when Zeke was good and Demarcus Lawrence was good. And the thing is, he pays these guys at the wrong time. Like, when he, <laughs> yeah. when he gives them the money, they're not good anymore. I like, mean, Jerry Jones probably doesn't even remember who that is. <laughs> <laughs> it was so long ago. He's probably like, who? But he gave, he gave away Amari Cooper, like, for yeah. peanuts. Yeah. And at the, so- end, at the end of the season – that team didn't have weapons that could beat a top defense, win one-on-one matchup, except C.D. Lamb. And that was the problem. I agree. Gallup couldn't win them. Schultz is like – Schultz yeah. at like 26 is like Jason Witten at 40. Like, can no yak. Like, Tony Pollard gets hurt. Zeke, like, no chance. Jerry Jones – we want to laud Jerry Jones for the work he's done on the defense, this and that. That game – I don't want to defend Dak. Yeah, I'm not a def- – but – there was just not enough playmakers on the field for Dallas, which was so strange to see given Jerry Jones' like pay everyone philosophy. Exactly. Well, it used to be. Like he, he hasn't been that in years. He's not cheap. Pay. Can't do that anymore. He well, it was kind that. of um he overpay. He doesn't go after the free agents anymore. He hasn't done that in years. He probably hasn't done that in like like 15 years. Like he used to do that. And that's when we like again, even when we won Super Bowls, that's why we won Super Bowls. We went after guys, you know, paid them. 
at the right time, paid them when they were in their prime. He doesn't do that. Now, now he pays these dudes that are like, they're good, but they're like, they're not Pro Bowl guys. Like, he pays, like, J- Jaron Curse, who's who's good. I like him, but he's not a Pro Bowler. And he pays, like, he's like Anthony Brown, our second corner. Like, why are you giving these guys money? Like, they're, they're like, okay. They're not Pro Bowl guys. Like, well, we've, t- we've actually talked about this. We've talked about this on this pod, Diddy. Like, Brock Purdy's on a rookie contract. Mac Jones is on a rookie contract. Josh Allen is no longer on a rookie contract. Dak Prescott is no longer on a rookie contract. That forces you to take cuts in all these other different areas. And when you pay guys 40 to $45 million like Dak Prescott, they have to elevate rosters. And the problem with Dak, the problem with Rodgers at this point, um, the problem with Matt, you know, <laughs> Matt Ryan and Matt Sapley, they don't elevate rosters. No. Yeah, but Anish, but we talked about this also on the po- po- podcast that the QB market is what it is. Like, the market is what the market is. Like, Daniel, dude, like, okay, you, you're saying <laughs> Dak is overpaid with 45. Dude, you can imagine what Burrow and, and, and like, Trevor Lawrence and all these guys are going to end up getting later on down the line. And I'm not saying those guys don't deserve it. And, like, look at somebody like Lamar Jackson. They're not gonna live up to that contract. Like it, it just they're just not. Like, I mean, like Mahomes is like obviously great and good. And I mean, he's his contract is ridiculous, but it's just a QB market, it's just gonna keep going up. So you're gonna have to pay that guy. Like yeah. eventually, here's the thing. I'll, I'll say this to you, Anish. If Brock if Brock Purdy ends up being who we think he is, or who if he's that good, you're gonna have to pay him a a, a, a ridiculous amount that you might not want to pay him. You might have to pay him. 50 million a year at some point. You're going to be like, uh, is he worth that? But And I think the trend in the NFL is you try to cash in in the first three to four years of that rookie quarterback's contract. The Eagles are trying to do that with Hurts. The Chiefs did that with Mahomes. You know, the Bengals right. are trying to do that with Burrow. The Bills didn't do it with Allen. And if you don't, it's actually really hard to win in the NFL when you're paying a quarterback top dollar. Right. right. You have to draft a lot very and speaking of quarterbacks, I, I I continue to be so fascinated with the Cousins to Dak comparison. <laughs> like, no, but seriously, like, like Cowboy fans get mad. Like, Kirk Cousins, like, look, we can clown Kirk Cousins all we want. And we all make fun of Kirk Cousins. Darian's not a Kirk Cousins guy. Nobody's really a Kirk Cousins guy. Let's just be real. But, like, Kirk Cousins has became, become so overrated that he's actually kind of, like, underrated. Like, if you, listen, <laughs> you can, if you can pair... It's it's scary how similar they are. Please, well, what is, can we get? Listen, can we get Papa Eagle on the phone? Listen, listen. <laughs> percentage career wise, they're both sixty six. Uh, yards per uh, per attempt, they're both seven point six. Seven point six QB rating, they're both ninety seven point eight. Exact numbers. They're the same quarterback. But like Cowboy fans go crazy. Oh, how could you say that? How could you say? It's, it's, it's not necessarily a diss. I don't think anybody thinks Kirk Cousins sucks on this podcast, right? Nobody's like, oh, he's horrible. He's okay. And I think Dak is just okay. And, and I think we just have to accept that he's just okay. What's Jimmy G then? Jimmy G's not, he's just, eh. <laughs> I think Jimmy G's, G's okay. okay. I think Jimmy G's no, okay. I don't think they're, he's, they're I don't think he's in. I think he's no. okay. No, they're both better. The, the problem for the Cowboys is like, you know, and this is the point I made a couple years ago in Niche, like, um, is like, you know, because I know we talked about this in our chat, like, what were they realistically supposed to do when it was time to pay Dak? Like, were you just going to like, they had kind of like a ready-made team. Like, do you just like draft a guy like, you know, in like the second round? Like, I think it they, was the right move to pay him. They kind of had to. It's, I think it was the right it move. sucks that 
they got into the situation, but that's kind of was my point about Dak originally is like, well, I think you kind of have to pay him. Like, what are you supposed to really do? Wasn't I, I, I I feel like Brady was a Brady was an option. There were people like, Oh, like could Brady go to Dallas on a two year contract? And people were like, no, we got to pay Dak. No, I don't think he, I think people said that, but like Brady never really like ever. I don't think considered there like the places were like Miami and maybe like, Tennessee I think at one point but like I don't think that he ever really looked at Dallas yeah I don't know what you do with Dak I I think the right thing for an organization to do is when in some ways I feel like the Patriots did this at near the end of Brady and maybe it was fine because he was old you always kind of felt like they were taking a quarterback in the third fourth fifth round every single year and you're like oh wow there's 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 quarterbacks on the Patriots like Jimmy G and Jacoby Brissett, you're like, oh, they always kind of ended up somewhere else because people always took chances on them. But it's like, you feel like you always kind of, I don't blame the Packers for what they did with Jordan Love because three years later, you know what they might do this offseason? They may dump Rodgers and at least they have something at Jordan Love that, hey, he looked pretty good in limited time this time that could be the answer next. And you know what? The Cowboys did that with Cooper Rush. He came in and played pretty well. Not saying you dump Dak for Cooper Rush, but like, Maybe you trade Rush, you draft another guy, and if things go south, like you always kind of have that pipeline going. Like, yeah, I mean, look, I think realistically they're gonna. I mean, when this contract is up, I think you know, I don't, I don't know if they'll re-sign him or they'll just let him go or they right. I mean, they may have to make a tough decision where they draft a quarterback or they try to go after somebody that is a little above average and trade for them. I, I don't know if they don't think Dak is that guy because the problem is like when his contract's up. He's only 31, so it's like he's going to be due another big contract. And like I said, I don't know what the Cowboys will be then. Who knows? Like, maybe they, you know, maybe they do get to an NFC Championship game and, and that happens. And then they're like, well, yeah, we still think Dak's the guy. I don't know. So they're going to have to make a decision in the next couple of years of what they're going to do. I mean, Josh Allen, okay. Going back to the original question, Josh Allen deserves more criticism. Dak Prescott is Kirk Cousins. But... If you are the Buffalo Bills and you're Josh Allen, fine, you might criticize him more. They are way better off as a franchise than the Cowboys are right now. The Cowboys have serious concerns. Yeah, I don't don't think any of us on here would be shocked if the Bills won the Super Bowl next year. Like, oh, wow, how did that happen? A lot of that, though, is because a niche like Josh Allen's just better. Like, I actually don't think their roster – I don't think the Bills' roster is, like, uh, as good. No. Like, but it's just especially defensively. I think the Cowboys are have a better. Yeah, team. I think that you know, if you are going to win with a quarterback on a non-rookie deal, the quarterback has to be really, really good. And the Cowboys like, don't have that. And right, this is this is the conundrum in the NFL: is if you don't have a highly talented quarterback on a bloated deal, you're kind of limited. Right. Yeah. And what I do agree. you do? Because you can't. You're gonna. I'm not going to gut it, but you kind of right. keep going with this like, oh, uh, well, we can be anywhere from eight and eight to 12 and four. And we're probably going to lose in the first or second round of the playoffs. And we may have, maybe we're Eli Manning and we get lucky, but that happens once every 20 years. So <laughs> right. one of the reasons right. I'm fascinated with this Bengals team, the simple fact that they're a game away from going to their second Super Bowl with a quarterback on their, on his, on his rookie deal, a quarterback that looks like, Honestly, he looks like he could be the best quarterback in the league soon. I, I, am I going? Am I that's Eagle. No, I think he is. That's, he is my favorite. I don't think that's that ridiculous. I've heard. I've actually heard other um, analysts say that he's their number one. Uh, yeah, like I saw it when he was at LSU. I saw it. I yeah. was like, yeah, this dude's going to be a problem. Yeah, yeah, I saw it. Eagle, did you just say he is my hero? 
no 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 he's my no no he's my he is my number one he's your knight knight in shining armor (laughs) he does i will say though like i don't think it's so ridiculous to say like he does remind me of brady like i feel like he has that same demeanor he has that same like the fact that he's not like overly athletic Mm -hmm. you know and he's not like he doesn't have a crazy arm you know like a really good arm but not um, like not like josh allen or mahomes kind of yeah Right, yeah, exactly. exactly. So, in, and and you know, he's just like that kind of win he had in Buffalo. Like that's a that's a game Brady wins. You know, like that's just yeah. a game where everyone's counting them out. And conversely, what I was going to say earlier with like Josh Allen being a disappointment. Like, imagine Brady losing that game at home in his prime. I just don't. He wouldn't lose. You know, like like getting blown out like wouldn't in happen. in his fourth year. Like, ugh. Now, let me ask you guys something real quick. What do you, what are your thoughts on um what are your guys' thoughts on Herbert? Is 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 Herbert a guy you guys still think can be like that? Is he still a top five guy? I know he's a top five talent, but do you guys think he can kind of bounce back and, and be considered like an elite quarterback? Are you guys big on him? In um, the eye test says yes, but Yeah, I was gonna say that. But I you know, he, he still seems like kind of a guy right now that's I don't say held back. Held back's like a bad excuse. No, I think like, Brandon Staley is handling holding him back. I, really I mean, Staley that. isn't good. But he's not he, a good coach, no. You know, no, he's not. I will say it was disappointing to see Herbert. Like, if a, her, a, a guy like Herbert. So, uh, Jamar Case went out. The Bengals didn't play great. But you could see Joe Burrow elevate the team. And they still won games. And the beat went on. Joe uh, Justin Herbert lost Keenan and Mike Williams. And, like, they won some games. But you were kind of like... Does he really elevate those around him? Right. And the thing is, like, the thing is I would say about Herbert is that, you know, I've been a huge Herbert fan, like, from early on. But I would also yeah, say, too. like, there is something, like, is it wrong to say there's something, like, missing with him? Like, yeah. it's almost kind of like he's really talented, but, like, is he good? Like, is does he have the clutch <laughs> gene? Like, yeah, he seems you know, missing, like, a, something. He has all the physical traits. He has the arm. He's physical. He can he can move. He has the physical. It's just something seems off, and it could be a coaching thing. I'll tell it you, that, could. like if hypothetically, if like Sean Payton became, although you guys might call me crazy, I, I think Sean Payton might be slightly overrated. But he like, is overrated. Oh well, yeah, he's gonna get paid fourteen million dollars, and he's not worth that. Yeah. yeah I'm gonna, <laughs> I'm, 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 Sean Payton is like I don't think any of us would be surprised if Sean Payton did happen you know, I don't think he will because the charges are cheap but if he went there and and Herbert had an amazing year like yo he, he looks like an MVP I, I do think Sean Payton's good for that Sean Payton just doesn't care at all about defense like he he like knows nothing about defense that's why I think Sean <laughs> no. Payton's overrated but well actually we, and, and 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 Quab you always you know obviously we always laugh about this but remember there was a video of him eating a hot dog when they were on defense I mean the, the guy <laughs> no, he doesn't know anything no, yeah. and I understand that there are coaches that are specifically like offensive and defensive guys. Like every guy has their strength. Like that's what they came up, you know, doing. But like he legit just like doesn't care though. Like, well, you know, what's funny is that there's like you know that's what's funny about Matt Patricia. He doesn't know anything about offense or defense. <laughs> <laughs> if so, if Burrow wins this week, how do you say he's like? He'll be four he's the best o- quarterback. Four he is the o- best. O- yeah. Yeah. Because Mahomes has never beaten him, right? Never. He's 0-3 against them. And yeah. I hate always making quarterback versus quarterback. But he's like, I think Burrow's legit outplayed him, though. That's the thing. Right, right. One of the concerning – and this has happened, happened to Mahomes again. And, I mean, Eagle, you say this all the time. But like, 
I don't think Mahomes is a quote-unquote running quarterback, but it, he's this guy who kind of dances around the pocket, extends plays. The concern with Mahomes, there's a few years now, he's kind of just ended the season banged up. Right. And I think that's a big concern for the Chiefs because he, he's got to be able to stay healthy through 19 or 20 games, and he's not right now. And it's, it could have cost the Chiefs a couple of years ago. It might cost them again this year. And it's not like these windows are super long in the NFL. Yeah. yeah right. And, and that's why, like, I'm glad you brought him Mahomes. Like, kind of some sneaky pressure on Mahomes this weekend. Like, yeah, I think because, so. you know, it's kind of a bad look. You lose another home AFC title game. Like, you know, I don't know, man. Like, don't lose that game. That's kind I of what I say about this, Before the season, and I remember me and Quab saying this, yeah. a lot of people were not on the Chiefs because, you know, they lost they, Tyreek. They lost Tyreek Hill. And I, I, I really – to me, in the beginning of the year, nobody was really talking about it. Nobody – it's like you kind of forgot, like, oh, yeah, Patrick Mahomes and the Chiefs are still that good. Yeah, they don't really need Tyreek Hill. Like, I will give them, give him that. Like, early on, nobody was really talking about the Chiefs. It was like, yeah, they lost Tyreek Hill. They're going to take a step back. They might not be as good. And everybody thought that, you know, the, the AFC West was going to be this powerhouse, which it ended up not being even close. Um, but, um, yeah, so – but I, I do agree with Niche that it is concerning that he does get hurt, especially late in the season. But um, I will give Mahomes a little props that, like, especially with, especially all the talk in the offseason of them, like, yeah, taking a step back, they weren't going to be that good. So I do give them props for still being that number one seed and you know being in this position again. And remember, this is a, this is a neutral site; they're not at home. So no, they're at home. No, they're at home. home in KC. Oh, I thought I thought it was a, no, oh, it's not well, a neutral site. That was only if they played the Bills. Oh, only if they played the Bills. Got it. Got it. That's yeah, why. No, but that that is a good point, Diddy. Like, yeah, I no. think there is something to be said for uh, Mahomes making it. You know, the fact that like they yeah. kind of like it's kind of like almost like a you know a Patriots like mid two thousands thing where like you know they lose like that. You know, there was one year the Patriots had no Gronk for the year. They they won the Super Bowl. There was no one year they had no Edelman. They made the Super Bowl. Like they kind of just remained consistent. I mean, and am that, I crazy for saying yeah. that Mahomes might win the MVP? Because like everybody no, all year talking about Jalen Hurts, and you know you hear about Jalen Hurts, and I you know I, I you know some like obviously you know you hear, you hear um you know about some other players, but yeah, like is it crazy for say Mahomes might win the MVP? Because I, I heard them saying that the other day. Like, nobody was talking about Patrick Mahomes, like, you know, during the season. It's like, dude, he, he can win the MVP. I think he's favored to win the MVP. Um, oh, even over Hurts? Yeah, right. yeah. I think he is going to win. Hurts, Hurts missing those game, the, the games at the end of the year hurt his – no pun intended – hurt his chances. But right. um, I will say this real quick about Mahomes. It, it's unfortunate that people are like, oh, he can't stay healthy. Like, the way he got injured last week, that mean anybody's getting hurt there. Yeah, that's Ankle true. twisted the other way. I don't, I don't get why people are acting like he's like injury prone now. Like that right. would have any quarterback. I don't think. I mean, he had the same yeah. injury that Tony Pollard had in that game. It's the same exact injury. Yeah, and I, yeah, but but I do think he and you you alluded to it earlier, Eagle. How this could be the biggest game Mahomes is has played in since maybe the Super Bowl. Like they they have to win this game. I think it'd be a bad look if they didn't win. Yeah, I mean, they would be. Would he be Owens? He would be. Oh, he would four. Have, no, I'm in 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 home title games. Would he be oh. like? Would this be his third loss at home? Yeah. He, so he'd be like, yeah. Yeah. Right. Be, he's two and he's two and two now. Right. Yeah, yeah. Right. I mean, it's yeah. just you know when you have like five home AFC title games, like you probably should at least get three of those. Right. Right. Yeah. Um, yeah. That's true. He, yeah. That's true. All right, all right, fellas. So real quick, you know, to end the show, we're gonna preview the uh, 
the conference championship game. So obviously we'll start with the, the Niners Eagles. I'll, I'll let the uh, 49er fan go first. Anish, who, who do you like and why? Uh, you know, so the spreads, what, two and a half, um, which is probably saying these teams are about even teams. I don't know if I buy that. I don't know if I buy Brock Purdy in a, in a road game, mm-hmm. conference title game, Niners, Eagles being even. There's probably some value on the Eagles, two and a half. I think the Eagles win. I, I, I think the Cowboys had a little bit of a, the blueprint on Brock Purdy, which is the blueprint on a lot of um, quarterbacks. Uh, mm-hmm. Not saying Brock's like, you know, Mahomes or anything, but the Eagles pressure they get with their front four is insane. You know, they're getting four, five, six sacks a game. I think that causes Brock Purdy a ton of problems. I'm not convinced, speaking of someone who's never healthy, Christian McCaffrey's healthy. Um, and then historically, um, watching the Niners a lot, running quarterbacks give him a lot of problems. I know Hurts' shoulders hurt, but, you know, he, he can still run. I, I, I don't see these teams being even team. I think there's value on the Niners. I, uh, not the Niners. The Eagles, I think they cover. I think they win. Uh, Eagle? Uh, I'm going to go Niners. Um, I am always wary of the team that looked amazing the week before. Uh Um, You know, I, you know, uh, obviously that's not always something that holds true, but I I like the Niners. I just feel like they've, they've, I love, I love the Shanahan scheme. I think it fits Purdy really well. And um, I think the Eagles are due for a letdown after last week. I don't think they're as good as what they showed. Um, I think they were obviously really talented. As you said, like, their front four is amazing. They have 70 sacks this year or something crazy. But I think I like the Niners. What about you, Kwa? I'm also going to go with the Niners. I, I think there's something to this 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 magical, you know, fantasy that that uh, that Bar- Brock Purdy's been on. And I think I think the trend's going to change a little bit with rookie quarterbacks not being able to get to the Super Bowl. I think they're a, a, a bit more of a complete team. I actually think Jalen Hurts uh, Jalen Hurts struggles a little bit in this game. Jalen Hurts has actually had a very clean year. I remember. At work, we were trying to find bad Jalen Hurts footage, and it was kind of hard. He hasn't really had a lot of – he's had, like, one bad game the whole year, you know. So I, I think he's going to find himself really struggling against, you know, a, a vicious pass rush. Um, and I, I think the Niners do enough to win, man. I'm going to go Niners in, an, in an, I guess, a slight upset. They're only two-and-a-half-point dogs, but I'm going to go Niners. Yeah, I'm actually going to go Niners as well. Um, like I said, I think the Niners have the best defense in the, in the league. And I actually think Brock Purdy – unlike with the Cowboy game, he'll be able to throw – I mean, he was able to throw on the Cowboys, but he'll be able to throw a lot more on the Eagles. I'm not sold on the Eagles' secondary. I think that's their one weakness and that Brock Purdy can expose. And the fact that Brock Purdy is mobile and can get out the pocket and make things happen, and I like George Kittles, you know, um, you know, Debo and, and McCaffrey, you know, especially, you know, if they spread them out. So I think that the Niners can do some damage there. Um, yeah, with the Eagles, I mean, yeah, I mean – I think I, I agree with you. I think they're due for kind of a, a bad game. Like you said, Jalen Hurts has really not had only maybe one bad game this season. And, I, you know, that shoulder's still not 100%. And I think they're going to have to throw in this game, and they're going to force him to really have to throw and not, make you know, try to keep him in a pocket and not have him run out. So I, I like the Niners in this. I think the Niners – and I think the Niners cover. It's only two and a half, like you said. So, I, yeah, I like the Niners too. The Eagles secondary – just real quick, the Eagles secondary is interesting because they – they can look really good at times. Like they have two two corners that are really pretty aggressive corners with Bradbury and, and Slay. Like they're 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 good in single coverage. Like they're they can look really good at times, and, and that's a bit of a concern for me with Purdy going up against those guys. So, um, I 
I wouldn't be shocked if the Eagles win, but I, I actually don't think their secondary is going to be the reason why they, they lose as far as the Eagles go. And on the flip side there, Quab, like, you know, A.J. Brown, there's a lot of talk this week about him being upset on the sidelines when the blowout win. Yeah. The Niners, I mean, we saw this against Dallas last week. Like, the Niners are not, they haven't been great at shutting down number one receivers. No, they have not. Uh, yeah, that's true. That's true. You know, Ward, Chartavius Ward has come over from KC. He's had a good year. But, they, you know, they kind of stick on corners on one side a little bit. You can find some mismatches. You know, A.J. Brown could be due for a big game on that on that other side. Um, but it, it really comes down to the trenches. This is probably as good of a matchup in the trenches as you're going to see on both sides of the ball. I'm not right. used to being on an island versus you guys. It's actually been pretty profitable. So uh, I'm, all, I'm all right for you guys to be against me here. <laughs> Got you. All right, so the last game, obviously, the one we've been talking about a lot, Bengals at the Chiefs. Uh, I'll start with you, Eagle. Who do you got? I got to go with my guy, Burrow. Um, I like the Bengals. Um, I picked I, – I, I went with the Bengals Niners before the playoffs started, so I'll stick with it. Um, I, and I think that at the end of this game, there's going to be some questions about Mahomes and the Chiefs. I, I think that there will be some questions about Andy Reid, you know, another title game loss. Like, this is kind of his M.O. Like, it's a good thing he has that Super Bowl win because – <laughs> this is kind of what he does. Didn't he like lose like four straight with the Eagles at one point? I mean, yeah, it was like three or four straight. Yeah, like so that. he's lost like a ton of title games. And, you know, maybe I'll be proven wrong and they'll win and they'll go to another Super Bowl, but I'm going to go with the Bengals. Uh, Anish? So, fun fact for you guys, the most profitable betting team against the spread in 2022 was the Cincinnati Bengals. Wow. And... They've had a pretty good start to 2023. But I think what ends up happening is eventually, like the Bengals have been this underdog thing. They've always been an underdog. They were an underdog all last year. Mm -hmm. You kind of felt like people were betting against them this year. They they go to Buffalo. They're six-point underdogs. And lo and behold, they're kind of in a pick-em kind of favor on the road against a gimpy Patrick Mahomes. They're like, oh, yeah, everybody, you know, everybody loves the Bengals this week. Burrow's healthy. Mahomes is not. You know, what if the what if the Chiefs at home, this is the time to kind of go against that trend? And what if the Chiefs get them? I think the Chiefs get them. I think I think Mahomes comes out and, you know, he, he he's, he's a superstar. He comes out, he plays. You just kind of feel like this is one of those weeks where, like, the obvious says the Bengals, but the complete opposite happens. It happens all the time in the NFL. Uh, I'm going to go with the Chiefs at home. Uh, what about you, Qua? Okay, I got a bold prediction here. I actually think is going to be close. I, I Because here's the thing. Like, there's blowouts in title games. It happens not every year. but it Wasn't happens. it close last year, though, too? Yeah, I'm just saying. There's, there, I, I don't think these both games are going to be close. I, I think they're, I think one will be close as far as Niners-Eagles. I don't think this one will be. I like the Bengals big, man. I, I just think they're, they have this confidence that, it, it just seems real. Like they, like, I'm sure you guys heard the whole like burrow head comments by Mike Hilton. It's just, they, they just seem so confident. And, and like Joe Burrow just seems so laser focused. And I think they're, I think one thing I like about the Bengals, they defend Kelsey very well, like very well. If you look at his games against them, like Lou Amaruno, the, the uh, Anna Rumo, I should say, excuse me, their defensive coordinator just seems to scheme up against them very well. Like, for some reason, he always seems open, Kelsey, except for when he plays the Bengals. And I think if you can take Kelsey out of the game and force, like, you know, Juju to beat you and some of their other receivers, I don't think it's going to go too well. 
I think the Bengals win big, man. I, I think the Bengals win this like 30 to 17. I'm going to go Bengals. Yeah, I'm also going to go Bengals as well. I'm only – because the, the thing that concerns me is the Mahomes, you know, gimpy, like, injury thing. Um, him not being 100%. I think for this type of game, he needs to be 100% and be kind of in that, you know, mode to kind of get the revenge from last year. Um, I'm not going to go as far as Quap saying it's going to be a blowout, but I do think the Bengals win. I think the Bengals win at least by, like, a touchdown. I can see this being, like, a 24-17 kind of game. Um, and I don't think, you know, it won't go into overtime like it did last year or just, you know, in regulation – They'll just, you know, have the ball at the end where they probably have the lead and run out the clock. But, yeah, it just – the whole Mahomes injury concerns concerns me. Um, and, like I said, this is one of those games he has to be 100%. So, I'm going to go uh, Bengals as well. Damn, no, nobody's feeling me, huh? No, you're on <laughs> island tonight. Yeah, all right, real quick, guys. There was some news that came out today just before we get off. Uh, Frank Wright was hired as the Carolina uh, – Panthers head coach. <laughs> so, what you saying, that Anish? What do you what do you think of that hire? Frank Wright, who? Yeah, the, the Colts. The Colts. Oh, he Colts. Who it is? He's just being. <laughs> oh, Frank Wright. <laughs> um. Oh man. Gosh, the Panthers. Uh. You know, I, I I will say if you look at the trend in the NFL, offensive coordinator, offensive coaches are the ones winning. Yeah. Um, if you look at Zach Taylor, you look at Andy Reid, you look at Screeny, what Skiriani, Siriani, you look at Kyle Shanahan. No, Sir, Siriana. Yo, he's clown. He's all right. We can't get we, on. We clowned. Remember what that guy was doing? Yeah, we clowned him. Oh, I thought he was doing <laughs> You know, offensive coaches are winning. I don't know if I love retreading, but like. He is an offensive coach. He tried to make Carson Wentz work and Matt Ryan work. That didn't really work out well. End of the day, in the NFL, you'll win if you have a quarterback. They don't have a quarterback. They got to get a quarterback. And right. it won't matter if Frank Reich doesn't. This hire won't matter if they don't find a quarterback. So yeah, I, I, got you. I think eyes are on Carolina on the, in the draft and free agency. Mm-hmm. I don't think Reich matters unless they get a quarterback. So yeah, what, about, what about you, Eagle? Well, I think it's kind of funny that the um, apparently I was reading the Colts are hanging a banner that says "ex coach hired by Panthers." <laughs> you always clown of the Colts, man. Colts are horrible, horrible organization. Um, no, uh, yeah, I mean, I'm I'm good with that hire. I think I, I I agree. I don't love the retreads, but you know what? I'm also if someone failed once, you know, I would have liked to maybe see him go like be an OC somewhere for a little bit. Yeah. Maybe. I agree with that. Like, yeah. I kind of like when guys do that, like, right. You know, to hire a guy immediately. I mean, I'm just waiting for the Colts to hire Jeff Saturday. That's, uh, <laughs> that's going to be the, uh, he's on a second interview Eagle. That's unbelievable. <laughs> I, I can't believe it. I can't. I, if you look across the NFL, I think one of the worst losses by any team this season was that weird game when the Raiders lost at home to the Colts. Remember that? I'm like, how did that? Happen? Like, how do you take yourself seriously as a team trying to make the playoffs with being the Raiders and you yeah, lose, that, lose was bad. that game? I think that, that was, was the only game Jeff Saturday won, by the way. But you know. <laughs> yeah. So, what do you think, Wa? Which, what's your opinion on the on the hire? On the hire, it's a super weak division. That might be the worst division of football, especially if Brady leaves. Like that division sucks. <laughs> you, draft, you draft a quarterback there i mean i don't know man i, I actually kind of like frank reich I, I i feel like you know he left the colts on a bad note but i blame luck for that luck retiring just kind of oh crap what do we do and they yeah, yeah but luck but luck wasn't good you know you guys okay nobody said all right <laughs> <laughs> look people found the whole rivers move they made the playoffs with rivers 
they should have made it with freaking Wentz if he didn't turn into Wentz in that last game in the you know against the Jags a couple of years ago. And he, but he was he was Wentz the whole season. Yeah, where he, where he kind of like showed flashes and then he like yeah. Mm-hmm. So like I think Frank Reich has shown us more good than bad. I, I think that's I honestly feel that way, and I'm 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 glad he got another shot. He, one thing about him, he seems like a, a dude that's very likable. Players players love him. They play hard for him. Um, if they can get a good quarterback, I think they can be all right. I don't I don't mind the move at all. Maybe Darnold's the guy. I don't know. No, he's well, not. wait, wait, Stop what? It. Stop it. Stop. Well, Maybe. That no, no, that's oh, just no. not. He's not anyone's guy. Well, did, you say, <laughs> no. did you just say maybe Darnold is the guy? <laughs> Maybe they go with Darnold. I don't know. No. Do you believe no. that? Do you believe that? I, I don't. I don't believe it. <laughs> yeah. No, I'm, I mean, I'm, I'm with kind of the rest. I'm, I'm not big on the retreads either. Um, But it's like Anish said. I mean, they got to get a quarterback. So, it, right. It doesn't really mean anything unless they get a quarterback and, Unlike what Quab said, Darnold's not the answer. So, uh, what about what about PJ Walker? <laughs> no, he's not the answer either. They need a quarterback. They need to get legit either in the draft or try to, you know, go get somebody. You know, I don't think they can trade and give up a rocket picks. I don't. I don't know. Bring, bring Baker back. Theory. Baker can come back. Baker looked good in LA. I thought Baker was still there. Oh no, wait, he went to the Rams. <laughs> no, he's at the Rams. <laughs> oh, Listen, I was talking to Darian earlier about like retreads. Like, I get why people don't like them, but I, I brought up a couple guys that are retreads. Like, was Doug Peterson a retread? Like, that worked out. Okay, but well, we talked about Bill, this quality. Doug Peterson firing was one of the mm. worst firings in NFL history. But it's still maybe it was, in sports it's history. Incredible. Like, he shouldn't even been fired from the first place. That was horrible. It was still a retread though, because remember he didn't remember he didn't coach the, the year after that. Like, no, he didn't. That's true, I, he didn't. But that's still one of the worst firings in NFL history and maybe in sports history. Like, I don't. But care. But, 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 but Darian, it worked out for him. Well, we don't know that yet. If they lose, if they lose uh, this weekend, did it? I mean, he won the dude, and he he won them their only Super Bowl, their only Super Bowl ever. He won it. He won that with Nick Foles as his quarterback. I really don't get why the Eagles fired him. That, that, yeah, that, yeah, that no, kind of made no sense. There's nobody ever can convince me there was a reason to fire him after, okay, he had that one bad season. Dude, they went to the playoffs every year under him except that last year, and you fired the guy? You it, 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 was, it was definitely a weird – it wasn't the worst. Guys, I've been a 49ers fan. They fired Jim Harbaugh for Jim Tom Sula. Yeah, yeah, that's pretty bad. No, nah, but Jim, oh, okay, well, hey, hold, hold on, Nietzsche. You're not telling the whole story. He was not getting along with the organization. That was doomed from the start. When you have a guy, an NFL coach that was only communicating through email, who wouldn't even talk to them in person, it's kind of doomed from that. Like, I don't, I mean, it's just, if you have a bad relationship with the ownership, that's how it's going to go. That's, it, it, it's no it, way I, around it. I think Doug Peterson had a bad relationship with the ownership in Philadelphia, too. See, I don't know. No. I mean, that's not what I heard. And, you know, I know Eagles big on, you know, reading uh, uh, articles. I didn't, I didn't see that. You know, I didn't hear that, that he had a bad relationship. I just think they just, they were going off that one year he was bad and was like, okay, we got to go get somebody else. Like, huh? He definitely being like, eye to eye with Roseman at, at, at one point. I think that's why they decided to both kind of like, I guess they like mutually parted ways. You know, that's a nice way of saying somebody got fired. That's what the Steelers always do. They never fire anyone like, oh, that their their contract expired. Like, well, yeah, and I thought the same thing with Harbaugh. They retired. They yeah. part ways. The Niners and Harbaugh mutually parted ways, correct? I mean, the the by the end of it, yes, they mutually parted ways. That relationship soured. Yeah, right. Years no, and years exactly, before. exactly. So, exactly. you know, and relationships should relationships should never how do they never sour with good coaches? Like good, co- like Brady and Belichick may not have had the best relationship for years, but you know what? At the end, they they made it work 
because they both knew they were better off together. And that's why they lasted for 20 years. Yeah. More often than not, these guys have egos and relationships sour and they mutually part ways after three, <laughs> four, five years. Yeah, but so, so should we give a lot of credit to then, then Robert Kraft then for kind of because he's the he's the ultimate like decision maker. He's the owner. So yeah, of course he was like, look, y'all gotta get along. He the probably most told in- Brady and Belichick, like, y'all gotta get along. We're winning. Y'all gotta get along. Like that's it. It's not the, I'm not picking one over the other. That's how he's the, the, how how good owners should be. The most impressive and Eagle, you can chime in here. The most impressive part of the Eagles dynasty is the fact that Brady and Belichick made it work for 20 years. Oh, yeah. You mean the Patriots dynasty? Oh, sorry, yeah. The <laughs> yeah. Eagles, yeah. yeah. The, oh, no, no. I mean, and the fact that, yeah, like, the fact that they were basically able to put their egos aside, and like you said, they realized that they were better off together. Um, I do think by the end, I actually think their relationship is pretty good now. I think it was kind of overblown, like, the animosity. I think by the end, they just kind of... I think it was just time, you know, Belichick I probably just thought he was done and, you know, Brady thought, you know, he wanted to keep but playing, people, obviously. People, going back to what I said, don't you give a lot of credit to Robert Kraft? Because you know, I'm sorry, you know they were like behind the behind the scene conversation. They were, He probably was telling them like, look, y'all got to make this work. I, I want to win. We're winning. Because like, oh, like, like the niche and everybody said, like most of the time after four or five years when the relationship started, they right, they, the egos getting involved. And boom, it, it's over. Well, just like yeah, that. because there was this story that came out that, um, you know, they had Garoppolo and Brady wanted Garoppolo traded because he thought Belichick was going to release him and go to Garoppolo that next offseason. So they traded Jimmy G like abruptly. And that's why, because Kraft basically went to Belichick and said, we got to make this work. You got, you have to trade him. So he just sort of picked up the phone and called Kyle Shanahan and said, here, and it was kind of like random. Right. And that's what I'm saying. That's what good owners do. Like you get around the BS and say, all right, look, put the egos aside. We're winning. You know, I'm not going to pick the coach or the quarterback, one or the other. Y'all need to make this work. And as I said, I give a lot of credit to Robert Kraft. Right. No, no, you're right about that. I think more often than not, what happens is what happens in the Eagles situation or the 49ers situation is you pick one or the other. So, like, I, I Jeffrey Lurie picked Howie Roseman. It's paid off. So, like, okay, fine, bad signing, one bad year. They won him the Super Bowl. But I actually give Jeffrey Lurie credit because he was like, well, we picked Hurts in the second round. Howie Roseman's the guy. He saw something in Hurts. We're going to go with this guy. You pick one or the other, and the four to five year relationship ends, and you kind of move on. I still and think they it's moved a bad, on. I just think it's a bad firing. Still, I mean, you don't you don't fire a guy have after one bad year, and he won you your only Super Bowl with a backup quarterback. Like, and look what he's done with the Jags. Like the Jags in it already in their first year, and they're just going to continue to get better. Trevor Lawrence is going to continue to get better. Like, I just think it was a bad firing. I I still don't understand it to this day. I I I, I kind of hear what you're saying, Anish, but. I still think yeah. it's one of the worst firings ever. That's just me. <laughs> <laughs> it was bad. It was bad. Yeah. Well, fellas, thanks for joining us as always, man. This was great. Always fun. Was awesome. Fun. Always good time with you guys. Yeah, we got to yeah. do this again. Um, you know, Quav, until next time. Hey, man, we'll do it again next time. Peace.